Land Conquest. Talking with sellers. Now, in this video, I'm going to go through the actual script that our acquisition managers use when they are talking to sellers. Uh, so these are a carefully curated list of questions that get sellers talking and attempt to get some additional information about their property. So it's a really important part of the process, helps build some rapport, but also helps us get some additional information, helps us decide whether we want to move uh, forward with that property or not. So first thing I've got at the very top of this script is, it says, note, if you call someone back and they're immediately combative or upset about the offer price, here's what I say, or here's what we say. It sounds like it's not a great fit. I'll make sure your information is offer list. And then, you know, what is your reference number? And then at the end, just end the call after there. There's no reason to get into any sort of argument or justification, anything like that. Just simply tell them that, get the reference number, and then end the call. So here's the call script that we use when we're communicating with sellers. First of all, it's best to call them as soon as possible. So as soon as you get this lead coming in, I would call them immediately or have someone on your team call them immediately. And then say, hi, this is Pete from RealVest Properties. Is this Joe Schmo? <laughs> uh, great, do you have a couple minutes to talk about your property? And then this is kind of getting a little permission. You know, obviously they called you to talk about your property. So it's just a, just a statement to kind of get a little permission to make sure you got them at a good time and uh, so, you, so we can talk. Um, you know, and then I've got a note here. It says, or they may have left a message saying they want a higher price. They just want to talk about the process or something else. In these cases, just customize a script where the bold text is above. So obviously you can change that depending on the situation, um, you know, when, when they first called in. So the first thing I'd like to ask is what can you tell me about the property? Obviously that's a very open-ended question and it just gets them talking. They may have very extensive knowledge about that property. They may have very limited knowledge about the property. And this is the kind of question that starts getting that, that weeded down. Now, some people, um, they're, they're not really interested in sharing too much about this at this point. Some people will start to tell you their life story when you ask a question like that. Um, but basically just take notes, take notes of everything they say. And if there's a particular thing that they say that prompts you to ask another follow-up question, then just go for it. You know, you, you want to understand the whole situation with this property at least as much as you can. And if they're willing to talk and give this information, it's a, it's a very valuable phone call. Um, then you can start getting in the, into the details if they haven't already answered these questions in the initial, what can you tell me about the property question? Uh, how long have you owned the property? And is the title in your name only or are there other owners on the title as well? So if there are other owners, um, you'd also want to ask the follow-up question. Now, are they on board to sell as well? And, uh, you know, you can, you can do um, many other kind of follow-up questions as they tell you information. So just kind of adapt on the fly. But this is kind of a general framework. Also, are there any structures or mobile homes on the property? If so, um, tell me about those. Are they vacant? What condition are they in? Are they livable or is it just a teardown? And if, if it's a mobile home, if they said there's a mobile home on the property, you always want to ask, do you have the title to it? And are you willing to transfer the title to it during the sale process? So sometimes people will have the title to it. Sometimes it'll be something that was just dragged onto the property and you know not really official by any means, but they're going to leave it there. They don't have the title to it. And that's fine too. We've bought and sold a lot of properties that way. 
Um, but if you can get the title to the mobile home, it makes it instantly more valuable and, and resellable. Uh, the other thing we like to ask in, in some of the areas that we deal with is, have there ever been any perk tests done on the property? If so, what were the results? Has any timber been removed from the property recently? If so, when? Sometimes on the satellite images, it'll look like there's all trees, but then uh, you'll find out that those satellite images are, are outdated. So that's why we ask about the timber sometimes. So we have an accurate picture of what's going on there and an accurate idea of what we can value the property at. Um, are there any problems or negatives with the property? Is there a loan or any money that is owed on the property? If so, how much is owed? That's kind of uh, rare in most cases, but if there is a mobile home or something, we do run into that sometimes. Some pe sometimes people do get land loans and have those against the property as well. So it is important to ask that question. Um, obviously, if there is something owed against the property, that just uh, get, gets paid off during the closing process. And you just need to make sure that they're going to get enough proceeds through this sale in order to pay off that loan. So do you own any other properties that you would like for us to take a look at as well? Um, if so, just get the parcel number and the county. Now, you'd be surprised how many people own other properties that they want to sell as well. Um, you know, when you're, you're building your list, you'll see a lot of times that the owner's name keeps popping up over and over in that particular county. Some people just accumulate properties and have accumulated a lot of properties over time. So we're always asking that. We've put together many deals that way. Just because we sent them an offer on one particular property doesn't mean that we're not open to buying a different one of their properties. So it's very important to ask that question. And it'll open the, you know, a lot of times you'll get people say, yeah, I've got other properties, but I'd like to see how this one goes first. And that's a, you know, that's a logical response, I guess. So in those type of cases, we always put a reminder for ourselves to go and follow up with them afterwards, after we close the deal successfully and say, hey, let's talk about these other properties. You'll get a lot of deals that way if you, if you do it right. Um, so the other thing that we have to ask a lot of times is if you're looking on the satellite map and the access is looking somewhat questionable, um, then we ask another series of questions. Uh, it goes like this. Now, it looks like your property is not on a public road. Do you know if there's deeded access? If so, where's the access from? Now, after you collect the information and, you know, transition to the next stage, moving forward or negotiating. So uh, if you got information that kind of confirms what you were thinking about the property and you know from your research before the call that you want to move forward with it, you'll just kind of transition to this. You'll say, uh, okay, thanks for all that information. You know, based off of everything you've told me, I'm ready to move forward with the purchase. And then it's simply a matter of getting that purchase agreement signed, either sending it through electronic document service or having them mail it back or having them sign it and then take a picture and send it back to you, whatever the case. Um, now, if it's a situation where you know that you have to negotiate the price, either based off of what they said in this conversation or if it's simply you knew ahead of time that you're, you were too high on your offer price, then it's uh, you move into kind of this negotiating phase. And this is how I transitioned into that. So thanks for all that information. You know, based on my research, I was a little high on the initial price. I didn't realize that half of the property is wetlands. You know, for, this, for that reason, I can't do the initial offer price, but I am still interested if we can work out a price. Given all of that, what is the absolute best price that you can do? Wait for a response. Now, you could be waiting for what sounds like an eternity, but what you want to do is you want to put the ball back into their court. You know, you don't want to just come up with another number. Always, always, always ask them to respond on that first.
given all that information, what is the absolute best price that you could do? So they might come back with a number that shocks you in a good way, uh, in which case um, you would reluctantly uh, agree to move forward. You know, you don't want to say, jump on and say, oh, yes, no, I'll do it. Great. Um, you want to say, ah, OK, I guess I can make that work. That's, you know, you don't want to make it sound too easy. Anyhow, uh, it's important, though, to it could be a little bit of an awkward silence, but it's important to wait that out after you ask that question. Now, if they come back with an amount that is still too high, say this, unfortunately, that's really too high still for me to make it work. I can do X amount of dollars. Um, keep in mind, I'm paying for all the closing costs, taxes, so you walk away with the full amount at closing. Can we make X amount work? And then be quiet and listen for their response. Now, at that point, you know, there could be some negotiation back and forth and you know, there could be some reasons why they can't sell it for a certain price or whatever. But uh, this gives you the start and the kind of the framework to work on that negotiation. Now, it doesn't have to be any more complicated by the, than this. You're kind of in control when you're talking to the sellers as long as you're the one asking the questions. You're the buyer. You're in control. So you can dictate how things go just simply by following the script. It's not a very difficult script, but I would definitely recommend kind of committing this to memory, practicing it, maybe practicing in a mirror, practicing it by yourself. But by doing that, I think you're going to have a lot of success. You're going to be able to um, kind of uh, put together a lot of deals that you may not have been able to put together in the past. And um, if they say, you know, after, after you get past that point, if they say, I need to think about it, you say, okay, no problem. Um, when do you think you'll know by you know, get some sort of time commitment or commitment from them to let you know, uh, let them know you're going to be calling them back then if you don't hear back from them sooner. So if they're going to say, well, I'll let you know by the end of the week. Okay. How about I call you Friday afternoon? You can let me know either way and we'll go from there. Uh, and then they'll say, okay, yes, something like that. So I always look for some sort of commitment to get to that next step. So you don't want to leave it just hanging out there and win. Oh, I need to think about, it. Okay. Uh, well, we'll talk later. Don't leave it hanging like that. Get some sort of commitment to move to the next step. But they don't, if they won't commit to anything like that, then they're probably not going to happen anyhow. It doesn't mean you still can't follow up with them, but uh, less likely for sure. Now, if they say no or not interested, say, okay, uh, no problem at all. You know, please keep our information in case you change your mind in the future. You know, consider putting them in a drip campaign and stay in contact with them. Now, sometimes situations change and they may be interested in the future. Now, in our Land Conquest um, software, we've got an automatic drip system. So when someone's like that, we just move that contact over to there and then it sends them an email or a text every month or so and just kind of checks in. And you'd be surprised how many people actually down the road, they change their mind. They're like, okay, I've thought about it okay, I'm ready to move on. You know, they get the property tax bill in the mail and they don't want to pay that. And they're like, okay, it's time. Let's talk about that. I think I could do that price. You know, so you'll be, you'll be pleasantly surprised if you, if you do keep that sort of drip program going, how many people will actually respond and how many deals you'll be able to put together down the road. Um, now, if someone is responsive by email or text, just run with it. You know, we've worked out many deals in that way. And uh, we want to communicate in a way that makes the seller feel most comfortable. So in, in that type of situation, obviously, you're not going to be talking to them on the phone, but you can do some modifications of this type of script in your communication with uh, the email communications with these sellers.